Welcome to Masterpiece Theatre, the piece of non-fiction I will read to you today. is titled, Real-Time Off-Season Training, with P.J. Braun, written by Craig Davison, performed by Stephen. It's early spring in San Diego, California. The sun rises over the slate-gray Pacific, dappling the slack waters between the waves. An unseasonal frost dusts the tips of the shoestring Acadia trees and fishhook cacti edging World Gym San Diego. And somewhere within those cavernous cathedral of iron, P.J. Braun stirs from his hibernation. In the wash of stark halogen light glossing the weight room floor, his body looks durable, functional, rather than posed down ready. But make no mistake, there's a high-performance engine revving under that off-season insulation. Anyone who's seen all 5'10", 240 pounds of PJ's competition trim will agree. Once he dials his diet, he'll emerge from his off-season crystallis in a fearsome form. Ridges of muscle draping every limb, livid spider webs of veins spanning his thighs, fish gill striations quivering across his chest and a V-taper that is reminiscent of a king cobra fanning its hood. Yeah, this man's a beast. But this morning for PJ, it's all about building showtime muscle. It's about work, and let's face it, the work is unglamorous. It's done in gyms that are often gritty and gray and vaguely gothic, and the dull thunk of iron wheels sliding onto metal bars, and the adrenal sense of sweat perfuming in the air. P.J. rolls his neck, rotates his shoulders in their sockets, shakes the last vestiges of sleep out of his slab-like arms. In an uncertain light, he does look a bit like a bear. He smiles, undeniably in his element. The bear is awoken. Time to wreck some weights. P.J.'s arms have been described as legendary by the bodybuilding Cognisi. Each one is a mini-colossus projecting from the muscled rounds of his shoulders. Come contest season, he'll step on stage as a deep-cut beast. The cephalic veins will run thick as electrical cables over his upper arms before shattering into a vascular webwork down from his forearms. You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an iron empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell. All right, PJ. We're back. This is Iron Empire Radio. Live on the radio. Live on the Skype cam. And uh, I just let PJ know. Hopefully all the listeners out there will be happy to hear that I am on AT&T U-verse. And the Comcast, shitty, shitty Comcast is no more. So hopefully the uh, connection and the, the sound and the video will all be better this week. Let's hope so. It's definitely frustrating when we get those little frozen pieces, especially when I got shit to do. Slows us down. Slows you down, too. Yeah, it does. I got date night tonight, PJ. We were going to see a movie. That's right. We got to hustle through this show. The new Will Ferrell movie. Oh, oh what's that movie called? The Campaign, I think it is yeah, or something. Somebody went and saw that the other night. One of my clients said it was pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. Not great, they said. Hmm. Uh, well, pretty good, not great is okay for Will Ferrell. Daryl loves nice comedy. Yeah, it'll be a nice little fun time before fun the baby time. pops out. Yeah, we'll Get a little laugh. Time. Maybe the laugh will rush the baby out a little more. Uh, we don't want to rush it out too much, too fast. Well, if you get it out there uh, early enough, then um, 
you know, start just just planning for for the future. I mean, you just, it's all about waiting for that big day now, waiting for it to fire out, and then and then you know, it's the waiting game. It's like a bodybuilding show. You're sitting around waiting. waiting for I feel it to you know I, though, PJ. I honestly I feel like that um that I need all the time that that it takes to like fully get myself around the baby and stuff. You know what I mean? You want to just stay in there as long as possible. Yeah. I think that the um, the reason there is so, you know, nine so, months, or not actually turns out there's like ten months, basically, is that it takes that long for the dad to get used to the idea that there'll be a baby coming. You, you should talk to the doctor and just be like, hey, maybe there's something that you could give her that'll hold the baby in there for a few more weeks so, so I can get some more shit done. It's funny. I'm watching your face, and it's like you're still talking to me right now, even though you're not talking, which is interesting. Yeah, I've, I've picked that up, actually. I don't think I'm going to be able to look, like, directly at the screen because I can hear, I can actually hear on your microphone my voice going through, and it's coming through, like, well after what I, when I'm done, done saying what I have to say. Uh, you just caught back up, so maybe it'll be better now. Oh, okay, good. I, let, me, let me find out. Let me see if Darielle is doing anything on this internet. Darielle! Are you not using the internet for anything, are you? Don't use the internet for anything. Okay. That's what we call a professional show, PJ. That's professionalism. Don't use the internet for anything. Everything's going real slow. Don't use the internet? No, for not for anything. Oh, internet until until the show's over. We're doing the show right now. You're appearing. You're a guest appearance right now on the show. It's Hi, going slow. She's slowly leaving now. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're slowing it down if you're doing something on there. So just don't do anything until the show's over, please. Hold on, check, check me out. Talking is it all? Is it all normal speed now? Yes, yeah, and she stopped doing whatever she's doing. You're good. Messing this up. Well, whatever is whatever is going on is now going. If you find out later on in the show that you were wrong about that, you're gonna have to apologize to her. I will. I will apologize. Yeah, um, but it's definitely her. Just so you know, she's doing something wrong over there. I can tell. Um, so, anyway, uh, you are really like. On your last leg in California, you have yep. one foot out of California, one foot in Florida, and one foot in California. How does it feel? It's a big split I'm doing, a huge split. Cross-country split. Yeah, I do my splits um, with my legs directly out, so it really stretches the groin out to the sides. I don't do the one leg forward, one leg out split. I like them both out to the side. You know what I'm thinking? I'm, I'm thinking that the video is so distracting that we're just going to do audio this week until you're here. Because next week you're going to be here. So mm-hmm. don't you think it would make more sense if we just cut the video off now? Well, I can I can see like it's freezing and stuff for whatever reason. So. Maybe it's your internet. Maybe it's not mine this time. How would I? How would I know? It doesn't matter. We're gonna. I'm cutting off the video. I don't want to see you anymore anyway. Honestly. Okay. So, okay. Good enough. Off. Fair yeah. enough. You cut me off too. Uh. How do I do that? You press the button with a little camera and turns me on. All right, you you're off. All right, so we're just audio now. Sorry to disappoint everybody. If you're looking for the video, there there is none. Um, it seems like this will be uh, an easier way to get through this. So you're doing this huge split: one foot in California, one foot in uh, in Boca Raton, Florida. And um, or how ready are you to be uh, both feet in uh, Boca Raton? More than ready. I've been ready for a while, but. I'm very behind on my uh, packing and everything else. How behind are you on your packing? Well, about as behind as you can be. In other words, you haven't started. No, no, no. And and you know what? It actually, um, this actually works out good. Uh, my father literally just texted me as we were talking before, 
and said that the driver is, is very far behind schedule. And in, instead of being here Saturday like he was supposed to, he was supposed to be here Saturday the latest. He probably won't be here till Tuesday now, which is good. That gives me the weekend to just get everything packed up, and, uh, and that's it. So um, is there any part of you now that's sad to be leaving now that you're getting so close? Nope. I hate California. <laughs> I'm so happy to be getting out of here. People didn't get to see the, your um, the video now, since we're not going to put up just a few seconds of video. But if you had seen it, you would notice that PJ is very um, shiny. His face is very shiny, and there's little droplets of sweat coming off you. And I know you are, uh, you've gotten big quick. You're almost 250 again. Mm-hmm. But um, is it hot there in California? So let me give you a little background first. When I first moved out here, all these douchebags, whenever they, they try to sell you Southern California, because they all sell you. And it's, it's funny, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off track for a minute here. I was at the pool on Sunday, right? And there was a bunch of people sitting around. And um, th- this guy asked me, he, he listened to me talking. And he's like, where are you from, New York? And I was like, Connecticut, close enough. And he's like, I could tell by your attitude. Now, I don't know if that was a, that, <laughs> that was a compliment <laughs> or a diss, but I took it as a compliment. So we started talking to them, and he was like, well, how do you like California? And I, I said, and I quote, I absolutely hate it here, and I'm moving to Florida, and I can't wait. And they were, like, shocked. And uh, now there was a woman in the group. This was different groups of people that were not, like, associated with each other. They just happened to be sitting by me by the pool, and she had a Giants hat on. And she was like, well, you can't beat the weather and never having to use an AC. I go, never having to use an AC. It's hot as fuck. And she was like, well, this is uncharacteristic. Sorry about Isaac, by the way. Huh. This, this woman had a Giants hat on. I was like, what's up with your Giants hat? And she's like, oh, well, I'm from New York. I was like, and you came here and you like it better here? She's like, I love it here. I was like, really? I go, I mean, for me, coming from New York slash Connecticut and coming out here, this has been a, a shock. I go, I miss the East Coast so much. And she's like, well, I was born and raised here. And then I worked in New York City for 10 years. And then I came back here to retire. And I go, oh, so you're not a real New Yorker. You're just fake and wearing that hat. And she, I, I, I didn't mean that like in a real like mean way. But she actually turned herself around in the chair. She didn't want nothing to do with me anymore. <laughs> then I proceeded to tell the people. They were like, well, why don't you like California? And I was like, the people here suck. Everybody's fake, pretentious. Everybody's the best at everything. I'm like, there's way too much traffic. Everybody is lazy. Like, I just went into this whole long thing. And they were just, like, shocked. And um, the, the one guy was like, well, I mean, I hear Connecticut's really beautiful. And the lady's like, yeah, yeah, Connecticut is really pretty. <laughs> and then I kind of, like, laid back in the chair. I was like, I, I didn't make any friends today. Now, everybody always says how great the weather is. You don't need AC. You don't need heat. It's 70 during the day, and it's always cool with the breeze at night. And I guess, yeah, for a long time, that was the case. Then all of a sudden, we've had this, like, 10-day, like, uncharacteristic heat wave out here. Uh-huh. And um, To be honest with you, it's not like a brutal heat wave. It's not like somebody that's been, like, down south or, you know, in Florida. It's not like like one of those heat waves. But it's been mid to late to high 80s, right? And the houses here, I don't know, they're just set up in a way that the, the heat really, really just stays in the house. Like, I noticed that even, uh, I think you probably noticed it even when you were out here. It was, yeah. it was pretty warm inside the house. Yeah. I'm remembering, I'm remembering the last show we mentioned this, that I was, that I was extremely warm in the guest bedroom. It had gotten so hot in my house. 
that I wanted to go buy a portable air conditioner. They didn't have any. They were all uh, sold out. All of the fans, except for this one kind that was actually not bad, was sold out. I bought it. So multiple fans. All it was doing is blowing around the hot air. And it, it has gotten to the point where it's just unbearable in my house. Like I literally get out of the shower and I'm pouring sweat. Um, it's just very, very uncomfortable. Uh, it, it's, it's very bad when it's hot outside and you're escaping the heat of your house to go outside to cool off. And I had been saying for a while, I'm just going to go stay in a hotel. I'm just going to go stay in a hotel. Well, it got to the point the other night, it was well over 90 degrees inside my house. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to sleep like this. I need sleep so bad. I'm not sleeping in this heat. And I, I went to a, a Holiday Inn. Now, another thing is hotels out here are a lot more money than they are back where, back where I live, right? So I go to this little Holiday Inn Express. It's literally five minutes from my house. Like, if you GPS it, it would be less than two miles, right? Just a quick little shot, a couple turns, boom, there it is. With my AAA discount, because I use my AAA discount for everything that I can. It comes in handy. Uh, my hotel room was still like $159. So I paid 150 bucks just to go somewhere, just to go to sleep. Uh, but it was the best night's sleep I've had because they had air conditioning cranking in there. Well, I guess that's worth, worth the money then, huh? Well, I'm, after this, when I was all stressed out, I rem- you remember, because uh, you've been in my, you have been into my house where I'll be living, and I have not. And I, I called you, and I was like, my place has central air, right? And you were like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I giggled a little first, because it's ridiculous. to. I, it's, I've never lived in a place Neither in my life I. that it didn't have central air. In, even in Connecticut, into November, when it's, you know, 60, 65 degrees, I would still keep my air conditioning on, because I like to be cold when I'm resting or sleeping. Like, I don't like to be hot. I no, can't read. Like, you know, you you mentioned earlier about not making friends at the pool. I don't know if you remember. You, you told me you uh, you made even less friends at the pool when you came and took people's chairs. Yeah, you know what? I, this place, I, I actually, and not even trying to be funny, I, I don't really like what's happened to me being out here. I've become very grumpy, and I, I I'm hoping and assuming that that's going to change. And happy go lucky PJ will be back when he's in Florida. Um, but I'm just tired of all these people, and I was at the pool, and there was a group of, of their Brazilians, because I, I understand the Portuguese language, because I dated a Portuguese girl and a Brazilian girl, and um, they were just parting it up, and i, I got to be honest with you, I think half of them don't even live here. They were just probably all congregating at our pool, and they had all of the chairs put in a freaking square under this little cabana thing. Like, they just took them all like they were theirs, right? So I walk out there. I had been doing work all morning, right? I had tons of emails. I didn't get out of my house till like, 2 o'clock. I just wanted to take a, a jump in the pool and cool off and, and, and lay there and relax. And I'm like, are you kidding me? These people have every single chair. So I, I, I go, excuse me, are you using all those chairs? And to which the, the woman who was the leader of the group was like, yes, we are. She turned around and went back to her business. So I circled the pool, much like a... A lion circling, <laughs> circling his prey. And um, I decided to position myself in the same position I was before. But this time I took off my shirt and I put my things down, my towel and my, my phone. And I said, excuse me, I don't see anybody sitting in those two chairs. And so then the woman turned to me and she said, well, I'm going to sit in this chair right now. She sat in the chair. She was like, so there, juice head. <laughs> so... I kept staring at them, and I, I was like, who's going to be my victim? And then I see this scrawny little guy with dreadlocks, which he, he was also white, by the way. That's, that's actually quite common out here. The big sexy is not the only one who, who sports that look. Huh. And I was like, there, there's my victim. 
So I kind of like took a couple steps closer and I said, well, I don't see anybody sitting in that chair. And the guy, as I got closer, he got a good look at me. He wasn't really paying attention. And he, he did this like look as if to say, Jesus Christ. Uh, and he was like, you can have the chair. And she was like, but what about the kids? And he's like, well, we have a lot of chairs. And I go, yeah, you have a lot of chairs. And she's like, well, the kids were using that chair. And there was like, dude, there was like two like five-year-olds flip-flops on the chair. Like, like, like a five-year-old needs a lying down chair at the pool. Come on. And I walked over as those two were kind of like debating what they were going to do. And I just picked up the chair and I go, thanks. And I just walked away with it before they could say anything. I put it in my little spot. And I don't think the wife was too happy with her husband. But I think that he, you know, foresaw a possible ass beating in the future over a pool chair and didn't want that to happen. And um, so, yeah, I don't care if I'm not making friends out here. I guess you figure it's a it's a it's a lost cause at this point. So you're just you're moving to Florida. You don't care who likes you or not at this point. No, no. Then I put I actually positioned my chair so I was facing the woman the whole time. And I just stared at her the whole time. <laughs> you're like the grumpy old man, except you're you're, you're not old. Um, how about uh, so? Did you have to say um, goodbye to any? Or are you in the process of saying goodbye to any friends you've made in California? Or is... I was gonna put I was gonna put an asshole uh, post. On uh, on Facebook saying to the four or five people that I like down at World's Gym 619, I will be saying goodbye on Tuesday. I'm sure most of you don't care, uh, but for the few of you that I do like, you know, this is the time to do it. But then I decided too, too many people would like cry about that and all the people that would comment on it would be the people that I actually don't like. Huh. Uh, so I kept it quiet. I had quiet little goodbyes with my client, uh, Jamie Allen, who's an awesome guy that I like a lot. Um, I actually didn't say about it, Lewis, but uh, he's pretty much in my life consistently because he's my client and, you know, he's competing. Um, my client, Alyssa, this very sweet girl, say goodbye to. And you heard me talk many times about my, 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 my gay guy. I don't say his name because I'm not sure if he ever wants me to or not, but I call him my gay guy. And uh, I love him. He actually wound up being one of my best buddies out here. We had some funny-ass talks, um, like talks that would make, like, somebody who was, like, you know, not comfortable with their sexuality, a little bit creeped. creeped. There, to be honest, there was a couple times where he would tell me some stories where I'd, I'd be a little bit queasy afterwards. But I actually, you know, because of my sick sense of humor, I would still encourage him to tell me more. I mean, if I've heard so many gay sex stories now that I, I've got enough to, to last a lifetime. But um, <laughs> So if you never hear another gay sex story, you can yeah, always fall way, back on this it, bank I mean, of sex gay, stories. Gay guys, they're, they're a very fucking, sorry, as a sexual community, these guys. Yeah. I mean, they just come in, they fly in from different parts of the parts of the country, and they party and they fuck each other, and it's just you know, it's craziness. They they do like um, like uh, enemas and shit before to make sure their buttholes are clean, and uh, some of them have like even like these like water like hose things like set up in their showers to make sure their buttholes are don't clean. Don't you think? Don't, let me ask you a question. Don't you think that seems like a lot of work um, in preparation for sex? Can you imagine if you had to go and like have a procedure done to make sure you were like cleanly for sex? Um, no, no, I don't, I don't think I would want to do that. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that I would be what, what in the gay community they call a top. And, uh, I, I always imagined you as a bottom. It's funny. <laughs> <No>. I, was... <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't think I would have to worry about how clean I am back there. Cause I'd be doing the top, top business most of the time, laying down the law. Uh, anyway, um, I, I really loved him. He he was one of my favorites down here, and I, I was giving him a hug goodbye. I was kind of sad. Did, did he was, have a boner when you hugged him goodbye? I did actually, and he was <laughs> like he was like I knew it all along. He always jokes around uh, that one day I'm going to come out of the closet, and uh, so um, I gave him a hug goodbye, 
And, uh, and he was like, you know, it's not too late to consummate our relationship. I have very, very good air conditioning in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm still here for a few more days, and it's pretty hot, so we, we, I might take you up on that offer in the next couple of days. And the hotels here are pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> um, he is, is, I think that's the gay guy's move, though. I trained a gay guy back when I was living in Baton Rouge. The guy's name is Robert, and he was he, he and I had a similar relationship as you and and uh, this gentleman. And uh, he would always tell me that uh, that he would be like he like oh you, if you've never tried it you never know and he'd always yeah. tell me all this stuff like that. And I always felt like that was his way, like you know, like maybe one day I'd be like, well, you're right. I mean, I, I never tried it, so you know, why don't we hang out later? Like it's like you know, like kind of like trying to his uh, form of like subtle manipulation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm they surprised it didn't. I was really surprised it didn't work on you. If you don't try, you may, may never know. Like that's hilarious. Like, nah, that's one of those things. I'm pretty sure I don't need to try. <laughs> I don't need to uh, drop a bowling ball on my foot to know it's going to hurt after I. <laughs> yeah, I'll be real gentle with you, PJ. It's going to be. It's going to be great. So, yeah. um, well, I'm glad you got to say goodbye to your bit, your gay guy. Um, it was a great, great client. Yeah. Bet you we could find you some more gay guys down here. I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might have to put up a thing on Facebook, letting all the gay guys know where I'm going to be. Well, you're not that far from Miami. I got to tell you, if you if you remember in Miami, you were very <laughs> popular. Walking the streets <laughs> of Miami, people would email you and. Oh, uh, I almost I had a blowjob offering after five minutes talking on the phone in the street in, in Miami. So if I can translate that up to Boca. Well, I mean, you know, what you could do is, this is what you could do. You could get a bunch are there, of... Are there any gay Jews? I don't know if I've met a gay Jew before. There are gay Jews. There are. It's not... Uh, I find that a lot of the Jews that are gay um, often will be, like, closet gay Jews. Even if they're really, like, not in the closet, they'll still be closet gay Jews because, like... Um, I'll give you an example. My buddy Nathan and Adam, when I was a kid, um, they were one of, two of my closest friends. And um, their dad, I used to always think that their dad was, like, the coolest... Um, their mom was huge. Their mom was like linebacker, like Bears linebacker big. She was like um, 6'4", 300 pounds. 6'4", and 300 pounds? Good Lord. Are you exaggerating a little bit? No, no, no. I'm fucking totally dead serious. She was enormous. <laughs> enormous. That's taller than you. Yeah, she's taller than me, and she is bit, way bigger than I am now. <laughs> way bigger. Um, but incidentally, her Adam is now, uh, to give you an idea of how big she is, Adam uh, is now 6'9", probably, probably about what she weighed then, about 320. Um, she's just a big woman. It's a fucking, like, her hands were bigger than mine, and she's just a big, big woman. Apologize to Isaac. You're getting lazy with that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Isaac. And, um, or maybe I'm just not that sorry for Isaac these days. Maybe you're not. Um, so, uh, her dad, his dad, Adam and Nathan's dad, was like, um, I don't know, 5'4", 125, 135, something like that. And uh, and he's Jewish. They're both Jewish, incidentally. Um, and anyway, they they were together. Uh, I think they were married for about thirty years or so. And uh, and they Adam. I think Adam at the time was like uh, eighteen, and his older brother Nathan was in his twenties. And they had moved out. You know, they're both in college or, or living as adults. And the, the the dad sat the whole family down and said, "Listen, uh, you know." the whole time I've been with your mom and before, you know, I've always been gay and I want you to know that now that the family is, you know, all out of the house, uh, I'm going to ask your mom for a divorce. And I know this is shocking to you all, but, uh, at this point in my life, you know, I want to pursue, uh, you know, being happy and, uh, and I'm gay. 
And uh, I guess part of the deal with him was that his dad, his parents, like, uh, um, wanted, obviously, wanted grandkids. So, like, uh, he had the grandkids, and then he, I guess, unloaded his gayness on his family. And uh, I know uh, that the, 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 the boys were very, very unhappy. Mm. Um, it was tough, tough for them to deal with. Incidentally, he uh, is the CEO of um, a big alcohol company. I'm not trying to give away who these people we're talking about are, but he was a big uh, executive. So now he lives in New York City with like a gay boyfriend or lover, and uh, I, I don't think he has much to do with any of them. Well, what would you do if, if your dad, if you're in that situation and you're you know graduating high school, and uh, and your dad just told you like suddenly, you know, just so you know, it's I've never really been in love with your mom. I just wanted to have kids. I'm gay. You know, I can tell you just just to give you an idea. Depends a lot on how on how good of a dad he was, but here's the thing: that would that would obviously devastate my mom, and that would be what would bother me the most. Well, if he was a, if he was a great dad, a great great dad, and I loved him, I was like, love my dad, and 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 he happened to be gay, like I wouldn't not love my dad because he's gay. You know what I mean? But I would be really upset about my mom being heartbroken, you know what I mean? At the same time, I'd be like, Ma, you really didn't know he was gay after all this time? What's the matter with you? What the fuck is going on here? Like, what Mom, the fuck? Mom what you're, fuck? You're, you're the size of a linebacker, and, and he's the size of a twink. <laughs> How could you not know, Mom? You know? Come on. Um, I know that, incidentally, his, uh, his, their dad got beat up. I think Nathan took it really poorly and decided that he, his dad needed an ass beating. Uh, somebody very, very close to me. Very, very, very close to me. You know this person. Uh, when this person reached uh, 18, same thing. Father, who's a great, great guy, did the same exact thing. Um, and the kids were pretty devastated. They were pretty devastated. But uh, the dad, when he left, took very, very good care of the mom. Paid for the house, made sure that she was okay. Uh, and they actually wound up having like a, a, a pretty civil like friendship relationship. Um, and, and, you know, the, the guy was a great, great, great guy. It's just same situation, just gay guy that wanted kids. And, uh, I've actually got, gotten to witness that. So it's a very, I, I think it's a very I, selfish thing you know, for a gay guy to do that. It is, it is, it, it really is. But it's uh it's a tough spot to be put in. If you want to create your own child, you know, from your own seed, uh, versus going and adopting, and, you, you, you know, I'm sure that he that guy was probably cheating on the the wife the whole time with other dudes. Wouldn't you imagine? Um, you know what? I would assume at the same time a lot of these guys are are are, are so uh, just terrified of actually admitting it to themselves that they don't want to admit it to to themselves, and then it gets to the point eventually where they just they just have to. You know, it's a sad way to live. You know, it's a really really sad. You know, in this day and age, it's. It's it's cool to be gay now. You know what I mean? Everybody's gay. Go to the mall. I'm like, look at all these fags everywhere. There's more gay people than straight people. <laughs> but, you know, 10, 20 years ago, things were a lot different. Uh, and it was it was very frowned upon. Um, and it's it's a sad way to live, a lie like that, you know? I, I feel for people like that. Let me ask you a question. Um, and then I'm gonna, we're going to move off the gay guys. I'm going to pull you off of all your homos. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you think, do you think that there's more gay people now, percentage-wise, um, than there were then, or do you think there is just the same amount? We just hear about it more. Uh, a combination of both. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be one or the other. I, I think that the percentage. I think that since it's okay uh, and, and accepted more in society to be gay now, everybody's coming out, and I, I feel like some people are just kind of just like, um, just really, really like 
over the top with it now. You know, like uh, you get some some of these gay guys are just ridiculously gay. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it's 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 turned to, uh it's turned it into a trend where you have like these gay shows and like, you know the the what was the show where the the four guys would come and like queer eye for the straight guy. Yeah, I mean that one that was big, and then all of a sudden I started noticing like I couldn't tell. I'd see high school kids, you know, at the mall and stuff, and I'd be like, I don't know if these kids are gay or straight because these queer for the straight guys have changed the way everybody dresses and stuff. Everybody wears skinny jeans and, like, has all these metro hair. hair. So it's tough to say. I mean, they're, 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 the numbers could be the same. If you were just, just judging on how people act and look, I'll tell you, it seems like the, the, the percentage is through the roof right now. I didn't know any gay people in high school. I, had, I suspected some. But now if you go to high school... Like uh, Dariel's little sister, she's got like a dozens of gay friends. They're oh, all yeah. in her school. Yeah, everybody's gay. Everybody's, everybody's gay. gay. It's, a, it's having fun being gay. <laughs> if you were in high school in that that now, um, you might be a totally different guy. You know what I mean? Um, well, I was already bodybuilding in high school, so I probably just would have had you know early fans. Like my early fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yesterday, I went to a pregnancy class. And uh, it was three hours of learning all kinds of stuff about what it means to be pregnant and uh, like how to deal with the pregnancy. And I guess it's there's actually three classes, so it'll be nine hours of this of this class, which seems to me to be very excessive. But uh, nine hours? Yeah, Darielle says this is necessary. You can't get an online course. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been all in one day, which I told her absolutely not. Like like from like eight in the morning to like eight at night type deal, and I was like, no way. Um, I would have been so babied out. Three hours felt like a lot of baby stuff. How many people were there? Actually, there were 30 people. Make any friends? No, actually, that's what my dad asked me. He's like, did you make any friends? I was like, no, I was there for babies. That's it. That's funny that that your dad and and myself, that was our question after baby class. He's (laughs) like, you meet any any friends, any daddies? And I'm like, no. (laughs) No, I didn't go there to meet daddies. (laughs) (laughs) I did. We're having dinner next week, actually. Me and a couple of the other dads. You know, it's funny. There's really no even no opportunity to really socialize. I would have had to like go around and like made that my mission. Like, hello, sir, I'm here to meet daddies. (laughs) Want to be my friend? (laughs) <laughs> We're all a bunch of dads in here, you know. We we got a lot in common. Yeah, there was one guy who had an MS thirteen tattoo on his neck, a Mexican dude. Oh, really? Yeah, I could be like, hey, essay, want to be my friend? <laughs> I saw the thing about you on uh, on Gangland on TV. Yeah, yeah, I saw about your people. Anyway, you we're both dads <laughs> here. It's like a gang. It's a fraternity. Let's be <laughs> friends. Let's bring your posse over to my crew's house and get together. And uh, I'm sure that would have went well. He was actually very nice with his... I was watching him the whole time because he had a huge... Like I said, his whole neck was tattooed with MS-13 and he had it all over him. And uh, so I was looking, watching him a lot of the time, uh, probably when I should have been paying attention about the babies, but I was noticing how nice he was to his uh, his baby mama. They weren't... They had no rings, so I'm assuming they weren't married. Uh, he was very nice and attentive, I had to say. MS-13 takes care of their women. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, hey. Uh, I was wondering, I was actually wondering, because I was watching that Gangland special. I love Gangland. Yeah, you've probably seen the MS-13 then, right? Yep. So, like, to get Fair in, the, to get to be, like, an old lady, right, you have mm-hmm. to, like, get but get fucked by all the guys. Right? Yeah, which is gross. You have to get but... jumped in, jumped into the gang. If you want to be a girl in the gang, you have to get jumped in. So all the guy gang members will fuck the girl instead of beating the guy up. Like, if you want to get jumped in, if you're a guy, you get beat up by everybody. Mm-hmm. Um so they all fuck her. So I was wondering if it, this could be like potentially confusing for this couple. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do a, um, a DNA test as soon as the baby's born. 
They should have a reality show. Talk about an interesting reality show. That would be a great reality show. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that being good. Be like, Jose, you fucked my girl? Be like, yeah, everybody did, man. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so anyway, it was, it was an interesting class. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned that this is my main thing that I learned. I took away some facts. But this is the number one thing I learned. That if the water breaks, you call, you bring, go bring her to the emergency room. Also, the other thing... <laughs> That's good that it took a class for you to know that. The other thing, though, the other thing is that if contractions come regularly at less than five minutes apart, you bring her to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things that you got to know to bring her to yep. the emergency room. Do you know that a lot of women don't even realize their water breaks? Yeah, well, it was interesting because the, the, the sack, right, it breaks a lot of times. It'll break at the top of the, um, of the sack or really where the head is, which is at the bottom. And so only part of it will tear... So you only get a little bit of water, and some girls will think they, they piss themselves a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, so because like a lot of times the whole water won't break till the baby's head comes out, till it crowns, and then it'll all gush out. So it depends on the uh, on where it rips. Isn't that interesting? See, I'm like a fucking walking encyclopedia on babies. Sorry. I yeah, I went I went through all this with uh, with Castaldi. Like he was like he's ridiculous, and he, if you know people have heard me mention him, you know we've actually had him on the show before. He's like the most uh, intense obsessive compulsive person I've ever met in my life. So like he, he was like, you know, making like, you know, you're going to these baby classes. Like if you have to go to nine hours of classes, he would be doing like an extra nine hours of classes. So he Why? could be, cause he would want to be like the fucking expert on it. Right. So like, uh, you know, he would call me and be like, listen to this shit. So I'm in baby class. Today. <laughs> like, some shit. And I'd be like, that's cool, man. What else what else is going on? I don't really, you know what? The truth is that I only want to know like what's required. You know what I mean? I don't want to like over, overthink any of this stuff. Cause some of it, I, to be honest with you, some of the stuff is a little bit gross, you know? Yeah. And you know I, what the worst part is, is after the baby comes out, and they have to, uh, they squeeze out the placenta. From what I heard, that that's pretty gross. I'm not never, watching any of that stuff. You may want to turn your head. No, and I'm not watching any of it, actually. I'm not watching any of it. We've already made the agreement. I still want to look at her. Can I like, videotape it? No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, I, never, I told the story on the show that time when I saw this kid that I went to high school with. And I hadn't seen him in years. And, and, you know, just, hey, how you doing, whatever. You know, the guy looked like his life was pretty shitty. He had, like, a beat-up minivan, like, five kids screaming around in the back. The guy's younger than me. He had gray hair already. And he's like, yeah, I got a lot of kids, man. You know, he's smoking a cigarette. And he goes, let me give you a piece of advice. And I had no clue what this kid was going to tell me, right? He's kind of a bum. And I was like, oh, sure. Give me some advice. And he goes, whatever you do. And he takes like a long drag out of his cigarette, blows it out slow. He goes, do not watch the baby come out. (laughs) Don't fucking do it. You'll never look at her the same. And I was like, all right, man, that's, that's good advice. Thank you. I've and heard it, the same thing. It was serious. And he, and, he, and he looked at me and he goes, don't do it. And I was like, <laughs> right, man. Well, good luck with everything. It was nice seeing you. <laughs> I actually had to call my mom and tell her because I came from such a small high school. Like, my mom knew all the kids. I'm like, hey, you know who I ran into today? Blah, blah, blah. And I started telling her that. And then my mom started telling me stories because my mom is crazy, dude. Like, you, you know my mom. My mom, like, has a lot of friends that are like single or whatever. And they're maybe not necessarily like the, the great, the greatest women. And my mom is always like there for them. My mom is a very loyal friend. So she's been in these situations where there's no guy around and she's there with the woman having the baby and she's in the room. And my mom was telling me the story about like her one friend. This is awful that like, Oh, she said like a white mucusy, like cottage cheese, like discharge 
sprayed out all over the doctor's face, like chunks and stuff everywhere. Uh, and she was sitting right there watching it. Like she said, she had never seen anything like it. It came it out. Might like have a, been the, it might have been the mucus, um, the mucus plug. That's what they call it. Exploded out. She said, like <laughs> chunks everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> mucus plug. Disgusting. Just the name, mucus plug. I mean, do you really want to think of your your uh, beautiful wife or girlfriend's got a mucus plug in her? I mean, that sounds fucking gross. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than the mucus plug. <laughs> Also, um, another interesting thing is they need to be dilated 10 centimeters for the baby's head to come out. And you don't think, like, 10 centimeters doesn't sound like a lot, you know what I mean? But when they show you what 10 centimeters looks like, I mean, not in the vagina, but just in, like, uh, a circular, sphere-like 10 centimeter diameter That's deal. It's big, actually. It's fucking big. It's really well, big. Well, there's, there's 2.54 centimeters in an inch. So you figure that's bigger than three inches. That's that's pretty decent. It's like about the size of my penis. That's about yeah. It's about as thick as your penis. No, not quite <laughs> that. Thick. As long as my penis. Is it as long as your penis? Yeah, I guess it probably would be. Not that I've seen your penis to know, but I can imagine. It's probably a solid ten centimeters, I would guess. Ten centimeters on a good day. Let's see. Hold on. Let me tell you. I can look up now. Centimeters. Two inches. It's a little over three inches. <laughs> it is. Your penis is about four inches. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, about accurate. It's about accurate. Slight, slightly below the uh, you know the U.S. average, but hey. four inches long and, and four inches wide. It's equally girthy. It, it's uh, not as girthy. From what I understand, uh, the the girthiest penis in town uh, belongs to uh, Dave Palumbo. He does. I, I I've heard this from more than a, a few people that that he has a like. Uh, I'm sure, like this is not something that he would be upset about us talking on the radio because this is a positive thing. Because uh, a vagina is only so, <laughs> it's only so deep. But if you got some girth going, you really get 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 them get them you know get them to fall in love with uh, you. People people thought my penis was because of call, call me jumbo because of my size. It's jumbo because of the size of my penis. Penis is uh, jumbo jumbo. Flaccid state is as thick as your average twelve ounce can of beer. <laughs> it's your 40 ounce it's as thick as your 40 ounce PJ <laughs> erect it's, it's, it's much like a 40 ounce it's like a it's like a a baseball bat has the small nozzle on the end of it just like a 40 ounce too <laughs> if you'd like to sip from it you can actually uh, uh, a woman that dated Dave Palumbo uh, I don't know if me and you ever talked about this before we'll talk about it after the show said that Dave Palumbo I'm sorry, Dave, if, if 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 you listen to this and you get mad, but if somebody was talking about me like this, I'd be pretty proud because I'm I'm Don I'm being Dave's Don King right now. What he doesn't realize is that any girls that listen to this, they're going to be curious. They're going to want to know is PG bullshitting or not. So I, I'm like his hype man. But a, a woman that was with Dave said that his penis was so bizarrely thick that she had a hard time getting her mouth around it, which I thought was bullshit. But usually girls don't lie about stuff like that. Yep. And it, was, it was an ex. It was an ex girlfriend. So uh, typically, you know, they w- they would want to bash you, you know. But instead, she she said, no, like it was it was the thickest, uh, most bizarrely thick penis of all time in the wow. history of penises that she had sucked. I've I've heard similar type stories. I haven't heard that as those exact words. But uh, how, how the fuck did we get to talking about Dave's penis? Where did this come from? I don't know. We oh, talked about sm- too much gay the, stuff the, this the smallness, week. Smallness. It's, it's from it, it went from how small my penis was. Uh, to how thick Dave is. We were thinking about how big a vagina would have to be to deliver a baby's head, and it just immediately makes you think of Dave's penis. They should bring uh, Dave Palumbo into the hospitals 
to help uh, prepare the women for the baby, the childbirthing. He could just like insert himself real quick. And Ew! Baby, I don't think it, I don't like that photo. The baby's PJ. heads would come out a lot easier. I don't like the photo of that PJ. Don't you don't want to think about that. They could bring him into the class to show the penis. Be like, your <laughs> your vagina will have to be big enough to insert this. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> And all the women will go, no! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so you've been, um, now that you're off-season and gaining weight quickly, mm-hmm. speaking of off-season gaining weight quickly, what is the um, what is the plan? I've heard a few people ask me, just quickly, because I, w- I don't want to go too far into this, but the uh, plan for, uh, for P.J. Braun gaining weight is there a purpose to this gaining weight or are we i've heard a lot of people a bunch of people ask me will pj try to be a super heavyweight at nationals what's the plan i'm not competing anymore this year i have a guest pose appearance september 8th in dallas texas uh it is the nbc heart of texas uh promoted by prince harrison and i'm very honored to be able to guest pose there and i want to be big and full uh but still conditioned um so i'm not you know letting myself go by any means i'm still doing cardio every day uh, I am eating what I want to eat, and that includes uh, anything and everything. I had some Chipotle today because uh, I like Mexican food, even though nobody seems to think that Chipotle is Mexican food. And um, when the guest pose is done, I will be doing an experiment that we will talk about later down the road. It is so top secret that even uh, our co-CEO, uh, Gina DiMaggi, Gina DiMaggio, who is a client of mine also, uh, asked me today uh, why I was getting so big. She was curious uh, because she had thought uh, that I had uh, other plans, and I had told her that she will know, uh, and Robert will know, and everybody else will know uh, when you and I discuss it when the time is right. Uh, But I will not be competing anymore this year. And next time I do compete, whenever that may be, yes. Uh, I will most likely be a super heavyweight. Uh, or perhaps I'll be a light heavyweight. We'll see. When you say that um, Chipotle is is Mexican food, I, I always say that Chipotle is not Mexican food. Yeah, this is funny. So, um, you know, people, uh, bodybuilders, are, we always talk about food. It's a major part of our life. And all bodybuilders love sushi. And, you know, sushi. people think... People think it's weird that I like, you know, McDonald's. And I had sushi buffet today, just incidentally. I'm so excited for the sushi buffet. You know, I've been craving sushi lately, too. There's no there's no good sushi place anywhere near me uh, in San Clemente. So this is going to be a big deal uh, for me. Because you know what I've been doing? The Albertsons right by my house, they have like a little sushi station. And the little lady, you know, the little Japanese lady, uh, the little fake Japanese lady in your little fake kimono that they make her wear. She makes the little sushis and puts them in little cases. And you can go in there and pick them up. It's already made. And, you know, you go there in the afternoon and you're like, ah, this stuff might have been here, you know, all day. Um, and it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, but I, I've been craving, like, a good sushi place. So I'm really excited about that. Um, now, I do have lots of, uh, of Mexican food. Mexican food's big in Southern California. And so when I talk about food, people are like, oh, you're in Southern California. You know, you have all that good Mexican food. And I, I had said on Twitter the other day, I'm not really fond of Mexican food. And um, people were going nuts. They're like, oh, uh, Ravos, you know, Huevos Rancheros and this and that. And I'm like, eh, that, that kind of food just doesn't really do it for me. And I said, you know what I love? And then I said, I don't consider it Mexican. So I love Chipotle. Um, and those are burritos, and burritos are Mexican food. But all these other people were like, no, Chipotle's not Mexican. However, if you go to Chipotle, 
It says Mexican Grill. So, what They're is liars. it? Liars. They're liars. Is They're it Mexican? Is it not? No, no. It's a burrito. It's not. Me- it, I mean, technically, I suppose yes, a burrito is Mexican food. But if you have been to Chipotle, you know it's really not Mexican food because I, I do not like Mexican food, but I love Chipotle. So. Well, I mean, I don't think that you can go anywhere in Mexico and get anything like what you can get at Chipotle. You can't get a Chipotle, that's for sure. No, Chipotle is is really it's 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 actually outstanding. Do you have the Chipotle app on your phone? No, you told me about that where I can get it done yep. and I can walk right in and they'll have it for me. I love it because the Chipotle by my house in Boca is probably the busiest place that I go to. Oh, I went, I went to... No, wait a minute. I went to one with you. I don't remember if it was in Boca or Tampa. And uh, I, I, of course, couldn't eat because I was dieting and you and Timbo were eating. And there was a line all the way to the door. But I think that was in Tampa. That was Tampa. Now, this one here, it, it's not bad. I don't know if the app would really do me all that much here. It only saved me probably 60 seconds or so. Um, yeah, the, the lines move fast, but here in Boca, there's one that's really, really, I mean, ridiculously um, slow. I mean, we're busy, I guess you would say. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll be at the house, and like say I'm in the mood right now for one, I'll order it up, and I wait about 15 minutes. I go there, and I can cut the whole line, and I've already paid for it, and they just hand me my burrito, my chipotle, and I'm like, peace out. I go back home, and I, or I can eat it there. If you want a drink, you could add that on the little menu, and... You can have your drink there, eat it, or you can bring it back home and eat it. And it's close enough to the house, literally two minutes. I'll usually just bring it home and eat it here. That's pretty awesome. It's it's a uh, man. I'll tell you, the internet and these iPhones they make things pretty convenient, don't they? Yeah, you can't you can't live life without them these days. I'm too used to it. BJ, what do you say we go take a commercial break and come back with um, all of our uh, listener questions and shout outs and everything else? Let's do it. All right, be back in just a minute. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5.
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio, and we have just begun PJ Braun's favorite portion of the show, which is the uh, topic suggestions. But I guess before we do that, we would be remiss if we didn't do our shout-outs. Um, yep. And we've got a bunch, considering I just put this up yesterday. So let's start, PJ. Go ahead. Uh, all right, so we got a solid 60-plus things on here. Now, the other day I saw something on Twitter, and our listeners might think that I'm a dick for saying this, but I think a lot of our listeners might think I'm a dick anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, somebody tweeted and said, hey, PJ, can you give me a shout-out on the show? I don't go on Facebook. Uh, and my, my uh, response to you is no, I cannot. If you want to get a shout-out, you need to go make a Facebook account. It takes two minutes. Go on the Iron Empire radio page, like it, and then put your, your name down in the shout-out thing, and then you'll get our shout-out. I don't have time to go around, running around, finding everybody's shout-outs. You know what? You know what I think? This is what we'll do as a reward. If you come onto Facebook and you don't have any pictures or anything else and you write on our thing that you're on Facebook specifically for Iron Empire Radio and you put in your request every week, we will give you somehow a special shout-out for specifically signing up to, to Facebook to yes. be part of our fan page. We'll figure out something special for you. Well, maybe a special, like, Retarded Girl Voice shout-out for them. Yeah, maybe you can get a Retarded Girl Voice. Maybe you could do a uh, So Many Fucking Pros. And you so get, Many Fucking Pros. You can get something special just for you. Um, speaking of something special, we should address the T-shirt situation. You want to talk about the T-shirt situation for a moment? Yeah, let's talk about the, t- <laughs> let's talk about the T-shirt situation. I've got, I've got a lot of uh, people that have been at It's funny, at the Tampa Pro Show, this is one of the funny things about these type of shows like access bodybuilding which i do with christina voynich or heavy mm-hmm. muscle radio i do with dave i don't receive although i get emails occasionally you know maybe i'll get one or two emails a week about these shows uh, other than the ask dave questions which i get a lot of those um when i see people at shows sometimes be like oh i listen to you and christina but it's, it's not like overwhelming when i go to the, when i went to the tampa pro i had to have a, at least a dozen people interestingly uh asad malik and uh, there were two maliks there I saw Assad. You met two of the three Maliks. Yeah, one of the Adil Malik was not there, I believe. But I, I asked him. I told him I wanted to get pictures with them, but I guess you know I was too busy and they couldn't find me or I couldn't find them. But it was amazing the amount of people and almost every single person I talked to. I talked to who else? I talked to Andrew Kutnik, I believe was his last name, who's been listening for forever. Uh, he was like, "Man, how do I get one of the hundred T-shirts?" And every almost every person that I saw, they want to get one of the first hundred, which is obviously our limited edition t-shirts and uh and so we're kind of at a standstill again um yeah uh you know it's funny because i have people uh recently uh that are very loyal listeners that said hey when the shirts come out um can i send you money to make sure i have one so and i was like yeah of course you know so um here's the thing we we didn't know what we wanted to do with our design you know we started out we had a little competition to see if people wanted to come up with something, you know, whatever. Then we decided, because we're both friends with Jerry Beck, a great, great uh, artist um, of uh, Iron Asylum. Uh, people have seen his work before. Uh, but the problem with Jerry Beck, like many other artists, is they kind of work on their own schedule. Uh, and that schedule, it doesn't really work uh, at all. Uh, with with a time constraint, not good with not good for business. Yeah, really, time time constraints seem to, to not matter here. So we have we have actually uh, wanted these shirts, these designs for these shirts from Jerry Beck uh, for months. Um, and he and, started on them. He started on it, and then he he produced one that was only one character. And I guess some of the people 
made a good point and said, hey, P- PJ and Aaron are two people. You can't have one ninja-looking evil guy representing mm-hmm. both of them. And so he started on the second one, and, and um, you've seen the sketch of about halfway through the the, the logo on the front. And yep. we've just kind of, we're stuck now. Yeah, and you know, it's too bad because uh, I like Jerry Beck a lot. And the problem sometimes here, this is why I don't like to do business a lot with friends, is if you're a guy like like me who's impatient, I'm a little bit impatient, uh, and, and um, you want something done fast, uh, you want to pay, you'll pay. I've you said will. this lots of times. He uh, um he's giving us a deal. Let's let's just put it out there. He, is. he certainly he's, is. He's, he's giving us, us um I don't know what a normal logo charge he charges now, but he's giving us four hundred dollars mm-hmm. for this for this logo, and uh, I think that he charges a few hundred more dollars. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know if if this would have helped telling Jerry this, but I would have paid six hundred dollars to get it the next day or the you know because let's Jerry is is very when he wants to be he's very prolific. Yeah, he could finish one of these. He could probably finish three or four of them in a day if he wanted to. Um, so if I would have, if he would have said, "Listen, I'll do it for four hundred dollars, and I'll do it whenever I have time, or I'll do it for six hundred dollars, and I'll do it tomorrow," I would have chose the six hundred dollar one. Um, I, I would have shipped in a couple hundred or more dollars to make sure I get it the next day. I'm at the point now that it's taken so long that if if he wasn't my friend, I'd probably show up at his house and be like, "I need you to draw this fucking picture for me now." Um. Because it's it's driving me crazy now. I, I wanted him to do the uh, the brawn fitness designs, and I, I think the brawn fitness design would actually be uh, a lot more simple uh, than the Iron Empire Radio. And I told him like, I will give you. I want to give you this money. I want to please give you this money to get this done for me. Uh, and I wanted to have it done for a couple. That I wanted them for USA's. I wanted them for North Americans. And I still would hope to, to get them for nationals. Uh, and at this point. Nationals, I don't know if I'm going to have them that time. Maybe you, know, you should push, to, push it to junior nationals in 2013. Yeah, junior USA is next year. Um, now, a lot of my girls, girls want clothes, right? And a lot of my girls are like, man, I really want to, to, to support Brown Fitness. I want to do this. And I have girls that are coming up with their own designs. And, and some of them are cute. Um, and, and perhaps I should just do it at this point. Um, but I want one design, you know, that is the Brown Fitness design, just like we'll have our I'm Empire, you know, shirt. Um, but the thing, the thing with me is, uh, I asked for what did I ask for? We talked about. Oh, I said I wanted um, like a coat of arms, you know, like like uh, you know something with the B for Bronfenis, but like a, like a coat of arms that's a symbol. Um, you know, use your creative, you know, imagination. Come up with something good. I'll pay whatever I want. You know, and, and a couple times it's an I'll have it done by this weekend. And I, I love Jerry, but I hate, I really hate when people tell me they're going to have something done by a certain time. Or they're going to do something by a certain time, and then they don't do it. Just do me a favor. Don't even say anything to me then, because if I'm expecting it and then I don't get it, it's going to make me mad at you. You know. Um, and we already tried having our listeners, you know, going right on his wall, and I think a couple people did do that, and uh, it didn't really do anything for us. Um, Jessica Dunn, I think, did it, and it turned into him just like hitting on her. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Jerry Beck, if, if people go and tell you we want we want our logo, um, if anybody else has a suggestion. Uh, feel free to, to post it on our boards, but you know, we, we, we do want to do it. It's not because we're lazy. <laughs> uh, we have the money. We want to get the shirts done. We want to get. A, we would love to see the people wearing them. It's just a matter of uh, you know waiting for the artist uh, to be done. Absolutely. So that's where we are with that, at least. So um, let's start with the uh, shout-outs. Hopefully people understand. Uh, and uh, if not, we're going we're gonna to figure something out one way or another. Maybe somebody else has... 
assuming Jerry can't do it for whatever reason, if you guys have any suggestions on people that are comparable to Jerry, maybe not as good, but that they can do it quickly, um, you know, I would be I would be very happy to do it. I was even thinking, you know, I know the Braun Fitness. We were talking about a Braun Fitness Shield. Mm-hmm. We could even do an Iron Empire Shield, like a, um, a, a coat of arms. Yep. I'll be okay with that at this point. It doesn't have to be something like Jerry, you know, like a whole piece of art, you know. I, I, but I need somebody who's, like, good, like a professional. We don't want it to be – we don't want the shirt to be shitty. And we don't want it to be, like uh, – we want it to be unique. So, I don't know. Um, let's start the shout-outs. Okay. Here we go. Shout-out to Joey uh, Joey Yellow. Joey, Ma- Joey, Joey Mangs, I'm going to call him from now on. It's a little easier. Shout out to Patrick Barnes. He wants in the retarded girl voice. Shout out to Patrick Barnes. Shout out to Jad Davies. Muscle Mitch. Muscle Mitch. Uh, shout out to Ian McGarry. Um, shout out to uh, Dmitry Kogosov. Shout out to Sean Christopher Lewis. Keith Allen, thank you for having me to show the other day. Uh, Danny, please. Please. Uh, Let's see if you remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> Danny Police. Uh, shout out to Luke Dugan, Rob Holt, Shane Royce, Benjamin Herring, Cody Kidd, uh, Aaron Muma, Spencer Spencer Barrett. Thank you, Spencer Barrett, for a very nice uh, post on RX Muscle. Very uh, nice. Out, very nice. It was very nice of him. Uh, shout out to uh, Ian Hideki. Shout out to Joshua Marzik. And his wife, Emma. Uh, shout out to Megan Hesham, uh, Dylan Lindstadt, John Oderstrom. These, these foreigners are really testing me here. Uh, <coughs> I just threw, flew directly into my throat during the shout outs. I actually saw it coming in slow motion, much like Ted Williams would see baseballs. Uh, shout out to Dylan Miller, Big Nut Jason Anderson, Greg Tuba, Adam Bray, my, my buddy out here. Shout out to Joey Mortman, uh, Mark Drabsch, <laughs> Tony Ramsey, Dejan Popovic, Eric Davis, Jody Boba, Danny Au, Tyke Kimball, Waylon Martin, Lou Hudson, uh, Muscle Mitch's wife, Stephanie. Shout out to the Muscle Mitch fam. Shout out to Sean Quimby, Bjorn Scholham, uh, uh, Angela Hudson, no, Anjali, Angelia Hudson. Um, Chris Pitcher, Will Arbordos. Um I'm trying to make sure that I don't do people twice because a lot of people are, are commenting later on. Alexander Duncan, Xavier Willis, Ben Grada. Grada. <laughs> Jess McCutcheon, all of the Maliks, Assad, Mod, and Adil. Um, Oh no, not not a deal. Excuse me, not a deal because his punk ass doesn't listen to the show. So no shout out to a deal leak. That's not cool. Wait, did he stop listening or did he never listen because he did post not, before? Shout out to him and Ahmad, but not a deal because his punk ass won't listen to the show. No, I'm very very disappointed. Get out of here, Adil. We're done with you. Uh, Sean F. Rob, Rob Mans, Jason Little, Alexander Duncan, Max Cervantes, very loyal, Chris Berries. Uh, Jesse Smith, Brian Mykoff, Terry Gray, uh, all the Grays, Stacey Mitchell Gray, anybody whose last name is Gray, shout out to all you guys. I think I got them all. If I missed any, I apologize. Um, perhaps we should do shout out and uh, 
topics in different uh, different posts on Iron Pyreo because the shoutouts are getting really, really long now. There's a lot of them. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, foreign listeners um, with I like, like that. interesting uh, uh, punctuation uh, signs over the letters in their names. I'm not even familiar with all of them, and I hope that I'm pronouncing it right. I like that, that it challenges you. I like that it challenges It's certainly a challenge to scroll down through them all uh, and get them all like that and try to do it uh, in, a, in a timely manner. I, it's, a t- it's a test for me. My goal is to get us over 100 comments in that, in that section there. We've got to 70 before, 71. That one had 65. I, we've had a couple that were, were bigger than that. We had 70s before, seven, or low 70s. I believe we can get it to 100, though. I think so. This is this is a good show that we've done today, and if you guys really like the show, and tell your friends to listen to it. We're getting to my favorite part now, but we had a couple shows where afterwards I was like, "Nah, that was not a great one," and then we've had other ones that I was like, "That was a really good one." I think this one has actually been a really good one. So there you go. Uh, good. We'll see, do we'll see how we do with the listeners now. But this one, I think this one would be a good one to get people that have not listened to before to turn them on to the show. Um, don't jinx, don't jinx anything though, PJ. Don't jinx anything. Not too much well, bodybuilding no. talk, which is important. Not a lot of bodybuilding talk is important to having a good show that people can relate to that aren't into bodybuilding. That is not our show. You want us to talk about that? It's a different show. We don't do that here. All right. Uh, Sean Christopher Lewis wants to know, is Aaron's car repaired now, and are you happy with it? Has PJ, PJ's car left for the new home? And when are you moving? And uh, looking forward to training videos and sushi eating competitions. Um so my car is totally repaired now from my Jay Cutler uh, driving incident, and uh, I good. also paid for to repair. Um, uh, I think his name was uh, Ed Levy, fellow Jewish man. Uh, obviously, I paid for his uh, his car to get fixed too. For, it cost me about uh, Jay Cutler cost me almost a thousand dollars. So uh, I should probably send that invoice right to Cutler Athletics or something, but. Uh, it's all repaired and it looks brand new. And uh, PJ, your car thankfully has not left for its new home yet, right? No, no. Um, I am going to contact the people uh, to transport it uh, tomorrow, probably. It's eleven hundred dollars. Not bad. My dad found the best deal he could. Uh, people that he does business with, and um, that is the best deal that I found. And it's just worth it. Make sure my baby gets there safe. I, I messed my baby up. I told you the other day. Uh, well, texting. Yeah. You know, texting really is bad. You know, and we all do it. We all have seen, uh, you know, those emails about, you know, those chain emails of the guy whose head's like ripped off or his legs are, in, you know, in the woods. And, and right <laughs> I before, haven't seen any of those. You haven't? Oh, I've gotten a bunch of those. And, and it's like you're looking at the pictures, the gruesome pictures, and you're like, oh, my God, what happens to people? And then it'll say, like, this person was texting right before this happened. Like, don't text and drive. Well, you're the worst. You were the worst because when you text – you're not able to do anything else. You're like, it's like, you may as well be like on the phone in a, in a room staring at the wall. You know, it's it, the iPhone makes it so much harder. Um, when I had a Blackberry, I could email uh, really solid emails while I was driving. Um, but I, I will tell you, I was texting and I freaking, I swerved and I, dr- I drilled, I drilled this thing on the side of the road. And I was, I almost started crying because I love my car so much. And I got out and looking at the car, you wouldn't really see anything. Um, but, uh, underneath, like, like the bumper is very low on my car. Um, it's just the way, uh, the way that the kid is put on there. Um, and the car is actually fairly low as well. 
and, and a piece of the bumper is like hanging underneath. Small piece, but it's enough to scrape on the ground when I turn certain ways, and it's uh, it's, it's enough to to break my heart a little bit. To be honest with you. Um, let me ask you: if um, one day, God forbid, you were to text and wreck your car, yeah. and you had to get another car, um, mm-hmm. would you be able to face getting like a normal car at this point? Because you just so people don't know, PJ has a. S series, the big body Mercedes, a black one. Would you be able to like go and look for you know cars that are reasonably affordable, like you used to want, like you used to like a used to drive a Honda Civic, and then you had a, a uh, older Acura? Would you be able to go back to that kind of car after driving a you know hundred thousand dollar Mercedes? Let me give let me give a little car history real quick. This is pretty pretty amazing. I have driven a Chevy Lumina minivan, a Ford Taurus wagon. Uh, a Chevy Cavalier, a teal Chevy Cavalier. Nice. Teal, nice. <laughs> yeah, the ladies were, were quite fond of that one. Um, I have driven a uh, Honda CRX uh, that was uh, uh, actually bought from an Asian that had, uh, you know, lowered it and, you know, put the, the loud uh, muffler on it and everything. I only had that one for two weeks. Uh, a, an, an old Jetta, um, a Corolla, um, I've covered all, all of the Asians, any Asian automobile I've driven it. My Civic, I will tell you, uh, as much as I love this car, was the most reliable and outstanding car I ever had. It was great in the snow. I drove it well over 200,000 miles. I, I bought an Acura from Evanston to Pining. So I have driven uh, lots and lots and lots of, um, you know, regular cars, beat up cars, shitty cars. Shitty cars. That's what I was going to say, shitty cars. Oh, you know what I had a great, you know what was a great one that I didn't have that long? I had an, an, an Eclipse. I had a, a black uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse. I love that. You love those, J- the Jap cars, huh? I love the Jap cars. They're great cars. I had I had a freaking uh, pickup truck that was hilarious. We used to call it the All-Star. And it was a You've Nissan. had a lot of cars. I haven't had that many cars. It was a Nissan pickup truck. Are you wrecking all these cars? You know what? Um, no. Uh, I actually uh, have not been in, in many accidents at all. Um, but I, 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 what happens is I get a lot of these cars when they have very, very high mileage on them. And I'm getting them for like very, 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 very small amounts of money. And um, I, would, I would drive them until they just fell apart. You know, I was, uh, you know, from the time I was 16, you know, till 25, whatever, 26, um, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of money. And I'd find a car, 500 bucks, 600 bucks. You know, I had friends that were mechanics. And um, they'd be like, you know, this guy's selling a car for 100 bucks. It's great. It'll last you at least six months, whatever. And I'd be like, all right, well, why not buy it? And I would drive it until, you know, it shit the bed. But um, my Evan's Acura that I bought from him, when, I, when, when that girl uh, T-boned me, I got over $3,000 for that car. Now, I only spent $1,000 on it. So in the end, I actually worked out pretty good getting, getting smashed. Now, say, God forbid if my car ever got totaled, I'm speculating that the insurance would probably give me uh, something around twenty thousand dollars for it, and um, with the money that I have now, I could get a pretty decent car with that amount of money. Um, so, would I be driving a car like I'm driving now? This has been quite long-winded answer. Um, no, I wouldn't be taking that money and getting another S series Mercedes. That's for sure. Um, and and I would be a little sad driving something else. Uh, however, I have driven the shittiest of the shitty. So. I wouldn't be the kind of person that would be devastated over it. It's just nice to be driving what I'm driving now. Well, let's hope that your car gets totaled and you come out okay before the car dies. Let's hope for that. I, I, I had been at points in my early 20s where I'd driven cars that, that a lot of people would be humiliated to drive. 
And I really just didn't give a fuck because I'd be like, who cares? I got it for free or I got it for 200 bucks or I got it for 300 bucks. And a lot of people would be like, you know what, man? I'd be really embarrassed taking a girl in that car. And I would say, hey, <laughs> at least I know the girl likes me for me and doesn't think that I'm, you know, something else. I mean, if the girl still wants to be with me after I'm picking her up in this piece of shit, then what does that say about her, you know? Good point. Good point. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, one, one word about the sushi eating contests. Uh, there will be, we've talked about the video with Fuad Abiyan and Frank McGrath, me ver, like America versus Canada sushi eating bodybuilder contest, haven't we? Yes, we have. Okay. I'm very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that is definitely something that's on our list. I will be calling Fuad to organize this as soon as uh, PJ is here and settled down and uh, ready to eat some sushi. We'll probably do a few practice runs just to be sure. Uh, we'll kind of like strategize out how we'll do it, you know? Yes. And we'll, have to, and we'll definitely include Dariel. We'll do it all right. We'll use the wireless mics. We'll attach the LCD. The L, yeah, it's LCD. LED, excuse me. LED light to the camera. Uh, and we'll like do it totally the real deal. I'll even ask the sushi people to make sure it's okay beforehand. And they better fucking say yes. Sorry, Isaac, as much as I go there. We'll intimidate them into saying yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you come in with no shirt on and be like, is this table taken? Nobody's sitting at this table. Uh, all right. Uh, we get this a lot. Luke Dugan, this is a question we get a lot. Uh, what are your thoughts on girls that squirt? We've actually talked about this in detail, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Uh, listen to the shows. Uh, I, pr- I actually, I don't want to say I prefer because you, it's, it's hard to find, to find girls that squirt. But I am a huge fan of the squirting. And I've uh, watched lots of uh, squirting pornographic videos before. And I am pretty uh, skilled in the art of making a woman squirt. Um, but um, we don't want to get too too far into that. Because, You've told uh, me before, though, that not every woman can squirt. It's not no, you can actually Google these statistics. Uh, over, I believe, 60% of the women in the country, uh, in the world, uh, that have been tested have the ability to squirt. However, only like 10 or 12% of them actually have done it. Is there is there a benefit, though, PJ, for the woman squirting? In other words, like um, if I'm with X woman and she has never done it before, but she could... If she does, is that somehow going to be beneficial to her other than stuff coming out of her, liquids coming out of her? In a sense that it, it feels better for her? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is there other benefit? Is there a benefit to this? I'm I'm pretty sure no. It's usually just a surprise to them. Babe! Amber! <laughs> <laughs> I think she's ignoring me on purpose, actually. <laughs> That's funny. Moving right along. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, Shout out. uh, Ben Ben Herring wants to know, Aaron, do you have any gay follower stories? Incidentally, Benjamin Herring, I had something interesting happen to me today that um, that I don't know if you would say this is gay. It may be be quite actually the opposite of gay. But um, somebody, a a young woman, uh, posted on my Facebook uh, somebody else's profile and said, this guy's a fake or something. And I looked at it and some guy in like Italy that has my pictures and my like comparison <laughs> pictures, even like the cover shot is my comparison shot on stage at the branch Warren. And then all of his individual pictures are all stage pictures of me. And, uh, and all of, and he has 500 and something friends and it looks like most of them are attractive women. Mm. Well, you saw it. I posted, I tagged you. In. I, I think that what these guys do, a lot of them do is they pick a guy, you know, handsome guy, um, that they think like women will be attracted to, and they use that as a way uh, of uh, luring women in. You know, I'm gonna. This is gonna be what I look like. I'm gonna start talking to all these girls, and they're gonna think, "Wow, this hot guy is talking." To me. 
Well, I gotta um, tell you, I was I'm very flattered by that. Yeah, I mean, going 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 all the way back to MySpace, uh, I had a guy that was pretending to be me on MySpace that was giving uh, like nutritional advice out to people and stuff, and um, you know, like telling people how to do their diets and stuff, and um, you know, that was really really taking it far, you know. But um, I suppose it was my mom actually uh, at the time when I was freaking out about it was like, you should you should take it as a compliment. So I think that you should certainly. Uh, take it as a compliment that somebody wanted to use your images uh, to pretend whoever they were trying to be. Uh, yeah, I think uh, definitely. I mean, it happens to you all the time, but that's the, that is a first for me. Um, one other thing that was interesting, I'll post this picture um, on uh, on our Facebook fan page after, is um, do you hear that scratching? Can you hear that scratching that have been going on over and over again? No, I do it's not. It's the dog scratching at the outside of the door. It's driving me fucking you, crazy. Sorry. Get in? I don't know. Let me see what he wants to do. I've never had him do this before, where he just keeps scratching and scratching. What is your deal, man? What, what are you doing? Babe! He's scratching at the door. Come get him. There you go. Situation he had. That situation is done. Um, so, <laughs> I, uh, I got a an interesting... An interesting uh, email on Facebook from a guy, and he said, Aaron, next time we meet, could you please pick me up high above your head and we'll take a picture? And so I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I click at his at his picture, and he is, uh, the. it's like a midget. And the guy is, somebody is, some big guy is holding him over his head to take a picture in the avatar. <laughs> How weird is that? <laughs> I don't think that's weird. I think it's pretty fucking awesome actually sorry it's like i think that's pretty fantastic yeah it is it is definitely weird i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna text you the picture right now so, so you can see just, it just in case any of our listeners uh, are, are curious if you would like me to pick you up over my head when i meet you and we can take a picture of it i'm actually down for that i'm cool with that yeah you've done it a few times with girls but i don't know about this little guy how you'd feel if he if he approached you are you um are, can you is receive text really, messages really, really, is he really a midget? Can you receive text messages during the show? Phone? Where I'm on my laptop? Of course you can. You can. Of course you can receive. Te- you receive. Text- I, I'm, I've been texting yeah, the whole time. You've been texting the whole entire time. Thank well, you for not recording this. Uh, I have people that are competing this weekend, and I'm speaking to all of them right now. They're happy that their coach is responding while he's on the radio. Yeah, that's probably totally true. Actually, speaking of that, really quick, I think she listens to the show. Uh, we're not going to get too into it. Like I said, we have things yeah, to do. Yeah, we got, we got like 25 more questions. I so. have a client, Kristen Poundstone. She's the wife of Derek Poundstone. One right? of the world's strongest men. Yes, one of the strongest men on the earth, which is like not even a joke. He really, really is, which is pretty cool. Um, she, uh, you know, she had an, a, a, a goal to compete, and, you know, she felt like, you know, I'm Derek Poundstone's wife. He's the strongest man in the world, and I want to look good, and I want to represent my family good. And I've been working with her for a while. This girl, man... I wish that I could be at the show. She's competing in Florida this weekend. Um, I swear I'm going to cry seeing her pictures. This girl has gone through so much to get to the stage. We've lost over 40 pounds. She had a really, really, really stubborn metabolism. We had to change all these things around over and over and over again. Just tons of ups and downs. She never, ever faltered. She never complained. A lot of people would have given up. This girl would ask to do more cardio, you know, ask to diet harder, ask to just to just be, be punished like no one I've ever seen. Um, and you know what? When I put her before and after transformation up, 
It's going to blow people's minds. I actually want to do it now. Um, and I asked her permission because I had a feeling she was kind of feeling this way. And she said, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd rather wait until I have like the actual stage shots or whatever, prejudging shots, because nobody knows what I look like. Um, and I'd rather like shock people like that. And I said, you know what? I actually think that's a great idea. And I was thinking that too. Now you saw her at the Arnold and I know, I know Palumbo and a couple other people were like, wow, you look great. You know what she looks like now. She's, she's probably 20 pounds lighter. Um, it's like a whole new human. Like it's, it's, it's just truly just like, I have a soft spot spot in my heart for this girl, for, for, for the, the, the work ethic that she has done and showed me, I will say hands down the hardest working client I've ever had yet. And I, that's no disrespect to any other clients, but it, it's just truly, really re- remarkable that, what this girl's done. Uh, and I've been texting her, so you really can't get mad. Uh, at that. I would definitely get mad if I was watching you do it, but since you're just telling me, I, I accept that. Okay, good. Um, did you see the picture? Uh, no, it didn't come in yet. Hold on. Oh, here we go. <laughs> go to uh, the Iron Empire radio That's page. It's for real. Yeah, it's totally that for real. That guy wants you to pick him up, that yeah. little guy. Yeah, that little oh, guy. Let me tell you something. I mean, if you if you don't pick this guy up, something's wrong with you. <laughs> Seriously. He's doing a little peace sign. I mean, he's, he's amazing. Look I, at the way the guy's holding him. He's got his hand in between his legs, right on his right on, right underneath his balls. Who is that that's holding him up? I have no idea. Is he from another country? Uh, I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. Go ahead and look at the um, Facebook fan page and uh, look at the picture I just posted. I posted the picture of the guy, me holding or him being held up in the, and I, I, I cut the screen in half and put the message he sent me as part of it so you guys can enjoy this. <laughs> Let me get on here. Are you checking it out? It I'm, says, uh, I'm about to check it out now. It I says, Aaron, if we meet next time, would you lift me high up and take a photo? Pretty awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh <laughs> the picture is is priceless. I, I I actually can't see it on the on on our page for some reason. My computer is not loading now. Um, but I, <laughs> I just can't stop looking at what you sent me on the phone. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. All right, let's I'm go actually on. upset that he doesn't want me to pick him up. Oh, well, you now that I, I mean you could always I can send him your name like I usually do with most of the weird requests. You've gotten you've gotten quite. Quite big time now, you know. I know, I know. Uh, did I ever? Um, I don't remember. Daryl says we did, but I can't remember if we read about the alligator head that I sent you. Did we ever read about that? <laughs> I think that we did. I have the video that I sent you. We never put that on the uh, on a page when I was like, somebody sent somebody sent me this. Uh, let's um, let's have the. Um, it's so funny that people remember Reboots? our show better than we do, but. If you if we've told the whole alligator story, snaps the alligator in his head that I sent PJ. Please remind me. If not, ask for it next week, and we'll we'll do, tell the whole story because she seems to believe I've told it, but for some reason I don't remember like reading the letter and stuff because I, I thought the letter was pretty funny. I thought it was really funny. What was the name? Something Labouche, right? Uh, um, Lafayette Le Bourgeois. Yeah, Bourgeois. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? the – and I, I thought it was Castaldi because he's really effed up like that. And he actually has a lot of animal heads. Like, that's his new thing now. And I was like, bro, did you send me an alligator's head in the mail? And he was like, I swear to God that I didn't send it. And I sent him the video. And he was like, honestly, with all the fucked up people, you know, he's like, I'd take the thing right to the police station right now. He's probably got some kind of poison on it or something. Oh, yeah. um, I think it was Amber that was like, I bet you it was Aaron. And then I started... 
Oh no, she thought it was Castaldi too. And I'm like, there's only two people that would do this. It was, it's either Castaldi or Aaron. There's nobody else that would actually take the time uh, to do this. The letter, the letter was good. That was the, the best part was of the whole thing. Standing. And you know, what's funny is, is um, Lafayette Labouche referred to me as Brawny, and uh, I was really thrown off because Castaldi actually calls me Brawny all the time. Um, and he he makes jokes of like what my fans like little <laughs> little Gaga has the monsters and he's like your fans are like the bronsters and shit like that and so I was like I was like you swear to God like I really I I was I was like totally focused on him and like you were just flying right under the radar there but then I started figuring out like you were in Louisiana and I know your handwriting and then it all started coming together after that you could have let it go you could have let it go for a while um, yeah yeah I could have okay next question we got so many more questions now. Uh, and I've got to go on date night. So right, speed round. Let's do speed round. Let's do speed round. All right, Spencer Barrett. When exiting a random's house after the night before, what is the best way to do so to not put each other in an awkward situation? Do it while they're still sleeping. <laughs> I guess that's the easiest the easiest way to do it. What if they're not? What if they're not? What if they're awake already? Dude, check this out, uh, Amber. If you're listening to the show, don't listen to this one. Um, so I was working in the club. You know, back when I used to work in the club, and I saw a girl. Uh, that I went to high school with. And um, there was a lot of girls that I went to high school with that I didn't have sex with when I was in high school because I was a pussy and I didn't want to have sex yet. Uh, but once I realized how cool sex was, I wanted to then go back and have sex with all of them. And uh, a lot of these girls, when they thought that I was like a bodybuilder or whatever, they thought it was really cool and they would show up at the club that I was working at. Now, I went home with this girl to her parents' house. Now, I mean, we were friends in high school and I knew her parents when I was 18. Now I'm like 25 years old, you know? And I go to the girl's house, and uh, we have sex. And I wake up in the morning, and the problem was, I went home with her. I didn't. I, this was, you know, before I was as wise as I am now. And her car, and left my car at the club. Ooh. And I, the girl was still sleeping, and I, I went downstairs, and her parents were having uh, coffee in the kitchen. And her mom was like, oh, hi, PJ. I haven't seen you in years. Wanted to give me a big hug, and what are you doing? How's it going? Let me get you some coffee. And like... You know, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I mean, I, I basically just banged your daughter last night, and I'm just hoping that she'll bring me home now. I mean, it was really awkward. <laughs> I wanted to get out of there really, really bad. So, you know, what you got to do is make sure you have your car. Just get out of there while they're still sleeping. You know, it's not awkward for anybody to do that. You heard from the expert. Um, I and uh, Hi, Dickie. Hi, Dickie. Uh, wants to know, any? do you have any regrets of something you did or somebody that you know did on stage. Well, this is easy for me. Um, the Dexter Jackson in 2010, it was uh, very regrettable. Uh, <laughs> getting on stage to do bodybuilding, <laughs> looking so horrible, and the things that uh, transpired after going to the hospital, drinking a lot of alcohol. It was just really bad, bad. That's what I would, if I could remove anything, you know, uh, that's that's probably something I could do without. That was quite the weekend, man. <laughs> quite the weekend, yeah. That whole, uh, that whole like, if we videotaped from start to finish that weekend, me freaking out and just everything that you were doing and Timbo and, and backstage losing your number and the guy getting mad at you backstage and, you know, guy, the guy backstage did not like you. No. I was he drunk. I was drinking and acting foolish the whole time backstage. He was like, who is that? He was like... You know, he was like, who is this asshole that's, that's, that's drunk and joking around and, and has no number and just get on stage like that? And you're like, you're drunk and you're like, don't worry, man. Like, like they know who I am. And the guy's like, I don't fucking know who you are. And I'm just like, I'm embarrassed. 
And I'm, I'm, I go to the guy. I go, honestly, actually, they, they do know who he is. I, I mean, if there's anything I can do, um, like, they, they do know who he is. And the guy was like, he needs a number. Nobody goes on stage without a number. And some girl ran and, and made you like a makeshift bootleg number so you could, you could go on stage. The guy, I've actually never seen that. There's so many things that we could actually talk about from that show. It's a good, you know, I didn't even remember that story. I was, I, the, the guy, um, he didn't, he literally didn't know who I was. And, uh, he was not nice, this guy. No, he wasn't nice. And he's like, he's like, you need a number to get on stage. I'm like, nah, they know who I am. And, uh, and he didn't like that. Yeah, he didn't no, like that. Like, not, who the hell are you that you get, to, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it was, uh, yeah, but the funny thing is I was so drunk that, you know, he probably had a legitimate reason not to like me. I mean, here I am in his backstage area. I was, like, drinking, perfume, you know, you know, just like a mess, basically. You you covered a lot of things that uh, in, in, in just a short period of time that I've never seen before. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not not my uh, finest moment. Not my you finest you moment. Uh, you went to the uh, to the ju- at, at the at the shows. Um, there's a, a table to the side of the judges and it's 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 got waters. And it's got like you know, um, you know, snacks and things like that because the judges have such a long day. Nobody really actually goes to that table. They will take the waters. They will take the drinks out. Um, but the little foods, you know, if there's anything catered, delivered, it's kind of like you know, it's just there. Uh, but you didn't give a you didn't give a fuck. Sorry, Isaac. You went to the table. Uh, there was a selection of muffins. Oh yeah, I ate uh, all the muffins. I remember that. Ate over the table. You didn't even bring it back to your seat, uh, and you ate uh, you sloppily. Uh, scarfed down <laughs> many of them up at the table while while people were looking at you. I remember actually people being like, "Is he is he on drugs or something?" And I was just like, "Nah, he's he's been drinking." But I mean, just- I was uh, I was on a carb coma. It's funny. I had planned out. We I like um, very very um, systematic. This is when I was doing my own diet, which is probably a bad idea. But I was um, I had systematically planned out exactly how many carbs I was supposed to have at each meal, as you should on my carb up. And um, as soon as I was going on no carbs for so long that as soon as I ate like the first serving of sweet potato, it's like as soon as those carbs hit my bloodstream, I was like, fuck it. I was like, fuck it. And uh, it went from having like 350 grams of carbs for the first day to like 3,500 grams of carbs in the first day. Um, So, I mean, not that it would have mattered. I would probably wouldn't have looked dramatically better. But uh, I definitely looked like the worst possible, and then I and then I chugged right before getting on to weigh in. I chugged like a gallon of water trying to make uh, <laughs> trying to make super heavyweight, which is like the You're stupidest pound, thing of all time. Pounding water, and I I I, I think I did the most, uh, like just just head shakes, and, it was and so that we stupid, just like just like just disgusted head shakes. Uh, yeah, yeah, not 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 a uh, not a, not my finest moment. Anyway. Um, that that we went into far too much detail, too much embarrassing detail on that question. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to, to to get these questions shorter, but let's just go. Uh, right. Joshua Marzak, he wants to know my wife, the Asian since. Oh, here that was. Here's the topic. PJ, you always talk about how you never wear underwear. You're a man of substantial thighs. How do you keep from chafing in a warm climate? My balls turn to radishes after eight hours. I've never had a problem. I don't know. I've got tiny little balls. No, nah, I mean my balls are decent size. I mean they're shrunken. Come on. I don't know. Nothing. I, even when I was younger, and and my balls were, you know, not shrunk. I never had a problem with it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't have very hangy balls. I saw an old man uh, in the gym the other day. Old men have no problem being naked in the gym. I've noticed. But it's weird, very weird. He had the hangiest balls I've ever seen, and without exaggeration, they were probably hanging 
a solid 14 inches from actually where the stem of his penis started. Um, like, I mean, it looked like a, like a tube sock with a couple of walnuts uh, in the bottom. And, and, I, and like something like that, I assume, would have to get in the way. Um, but I've never had an issue with anything getting in the way or chafing or anything like that. Okay, there you go. Uh, Megan Hesham wants to know, uh, my mom wants me to ask you guys, do men really hate platform shoes? What about long skirts? Um, her, does her mom listen to the show? I don't know. I hope so. I would like to, her to, not, to tell us if her mom listens to the show. Platform shoes. Do men hate platform shoes? Um, no, definitely not. Long skirts, eh. If it's really, really tight, I like it. If it's like a little flowy thing, yeah, you better have something good going on up top. Yeah, I guess I, I think I agree with that. Long skirts can be okay. Like, Darielle wears, the, like, the long dress type deals. If it's a form-fitting, like, I've seen girls, like, like in business situations with, like, a, like a nice blouse tucked into, like, a form-fitting, like, tight skirt. Yeah, like, that that's like good. That's actually hot. I like that. Um, so it really depends, I suppose, on the situation and the design. I agree with that. I concur. I concur. Um, I have no feelings on platform shoes. I don't even really – I can't even think of – Last time I've seen platform shoes worn, where I'm like, "Huh, she's wearing platform shoes." So. I like when the, I like to see like Prince, like like I like to see him in platform shoes. That's what I like. Yeah, more, I agree more than a, more than a woman. I like to see a man. I would like to see you in platform shoes. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do something like that. A video <laughs> with me and Dylan lends that. This is a funny question. If you could switch bodies with each other for a day, what would you do? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question because people will be upset and uh, it'll be inappropriate. Oh, you're so disgusting. So disgusting. Horrible. We're going to move right along. You're a nasty, nasty man. (laughs) Uh, It's so so disgusting that I knew, as soon as you said that, I knew it. I knew what you would say. As soon as I asked the question. (laughs) We've been hanging out. If I was, if you did, if we switched and you did that, I would beat your face with a a bat or something. Could you beat me? (laughs) I would would smash my face into into a mirror over and over again. Would you beat me in my body, or would you wait till you're back to yourself to beat me? No, I would beat myself with your body. <laughs> you just be, That's what you'd be doing. That's why there'd be no resistance. <laughs> I wouldn't want to challenge you in a fight. I would just smash your own face into the thing over and over again, <laughs> just repeatedly. And you come back and you're like, ah, oh. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> this uh, is what you're. This is what you're doing while you were me. Yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this? Um, okay, uh, Johan. Johan. Otterstrom, who uh, incidentally is always nicely recommending Netflix for me. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, Let's see. He wants to know. um, I've always appreciated. Oh, he always appreciates movie tips because he usually gives me some pretty good movie tips. And why no more training tips for PJ on Superhuman Radio? I always thought that he had extremely informative stuff. Why no more training tips? You were going to be the personal trainer on Superhuman Radio. What happened? You would have to ask Carl and that. You're not aware? Loved, you don't know? I, I loved uh, being the trainer on Superhuman Radio. I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, I don't know. I have a, I have a theory, um, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me like being stupid. I think I've discussed it with you before. Okay. Give it to me, and I'll tell you if I agree or not. Well, you know, I had a little legal situation that was bullshit. It really was, and I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's all done now, That's but... Right. I don't know if, you know, when it that happened, he was like, oh, you know, this guy is getting some legal troubles. I don't want him on my show. That's that's the only thing I could think of. Um, you know, that sounds possible. That definitely sounds possible. So. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Did you do anything I, else? Stop, I, I was, Carl? I, I was his, uh, I was Lisa, his girlfriend's trainer. 
Uh, and I was, you know, she she loved me. Uh, and and I you're was, no longer training her either, huh? No, I was doing a good job with her. And I mean, he used to say like, oh, Lisa, Lisa thinks you're great, whatever. And, and, and what happened? Did they finish? Did she finish with you or did she end early? She decided that she didn't want to compete. Um, but I mean, I mean, she was doing great and she looked, she was beautiful. I mean, you know, facially, I mean, you know, I was like, wow, you look so much younger than, than, than how old you really are. And when I saw like her body, I'm like, this is going to be easy. I mean, she looks great. And she was, I mean, we ran into them at the Arnold. She still looks great. Um, she just didn't have the desire to compete, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I, that's the only thing that I could come up with. If if you ever talk to Carl or maybe I should just reach out to Carl and be like, Hey, what happened? Um, get him on Iron Empire Radio. Everybody wants to hear Carl. I would hope that he would tell me the truth if I asked him. I don't, I don't know. Carl's pretty truthful. I don't know. Maybe. You think he'd be like, Hey man, listen, you know, I don't, you, you're, you're, uh, you got some legal issues. It depends on how you depends on how you put it. You I were, just want to be like, hey man, how come you had me on like every fucking two weeks, and then all of a sudden you don't even talk to me anymore? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see. I mean, he doesn't talk to me anymore either, really. So mm. maybe um, he listened to the show and he is like, it reminded him too much of off topic back in the day, and he was hurt and uh, upset by it. Mm. And, uh, he he used to always tell me that he he thought I was great and that I should have my own radio show and that. You know, I was a natural for the radio, and I should be doing radio. So I am now. He should be proud. Yep, it's true. That's what he used to tell me. Um, okay, let's move on from Carl. Uh, Dylan Miller wants to know, should Dave slow down on the Botox? I don't really think so. I mean, I, I can't really tell that Dave's – I know he is, but I can't really tell that he's doing Botox. It's not like pieces of his face aren't moving. So mm-hmm. I say go ahead, Dave. Keep going with the Botox. Yeah, go for it. Um, Jason Anderson wants to know um, – Aaron, you never really covered how you realized you could drink a- after getting clean from drugs. No urges uh, when you drank to do harder drugs again. And that's a question mark. Um, well, uh, let me sum this up quickly. Jason, there really is no answer for this. Because um, you're probably asking for yourself or somebody you know. And um, I would strongly advise against somebody who had addiction problems thinking that they can drink or do other lighter drugs like smoke weed or, you know, whatever, pain, pain pills or um, even like I know some people with ecstasy and stuff like that. Anything they consider lighter than whatever their problem drugs was, that's a very poor idea because very rarely um, do you fit into the group that I believe I fit into. And after considering it and thinking about it and talking about people that seem to know a lot more about drug addiction than me, is that they have come to, uh, people have believed, and I believe that I was never... Um, mentally addicted to drugs. So I was physically addicted to heroin um, where I was stuck taking it every day because if I didn't take it, I would be sick. Um, Oxycontin before that and at the end, methadone because those are all opiates where you're physically addicted to them. Um, But as soon as I overcame the physical addiction, which took a long time and a lot of sickness and, you know, which is not a good situation, but when I overcame it, um, a lot of those things, once I got a little ways past it, um, were gone. So, like, I don't know if I necessarily was trying to fill a void or a hole in my life or uh, if I was ever mentally addicted at all because um, now I'm able to do things that I, I shouldn't be able to do because basically um, if you are addicted to drugs and you do another drug, it almost always invariably leads you back to the drug that you prefer. So mm-hmm. that's my... Uh, my uh, I guess my story. I mean, that's why I don't like to give a lot of advice because when I do, I don't want people to look at what's going on with me and see me and you drinking vodka on a YouTube video and say, Hey, I could do that too. Because chances are 
that's going to lead you uh, to disaster. All right, next question. Unless you have anything to add to that, VJ. Nope. Uh, Adam Bray, <laughs> another Aaron question. And you can jump in on this one because you, you know all these people. Um, who would you rather babysit your son and why? <laughs> Juby the Bull, Greg Valentino, or Magnus the Magnificent? You want to go first? <laughs> Uh, Greg Valentino, 100%. Easy, Greg, easy pick. Greg, of all the bullshit, yeah, he's, you know, he's out there, whatever, but as far as, like, a human being that I would trust with my, my child, Greg, all the way. Greg, um, Greg has kids, too, you know? He's had kids, um, and, uh, Greg is, believe it or not, um, he is a little bit of a lunatic, but he's a pretty normal guy, you know? Um, yeah. Jimmy the Bull, very nice guy, but, uh, I don't know, I, I, it would be, I would be... Less inclined to leave him with Jimmy, and I would be least inclined to leave him with Magnus the Magnificent. Um, I'm also closer to Greg Valentino than any of those other guys. Um, uh, Magnus the Magnificent's far at the bottom of the list. Um, nice guy, but not no kids are getting left with him. Uh, Jimmy the Bull, we're, we're friends in the show and stuff, and we're coworkers, I guess, with RX Muscle. But the only person that I talk to on the phone just to sh- shoot the shit would be Greg Valentino. Um, oh, uh, I gotta say, Joey Mortiman. This kind of um, Mortman goes along with um, the uh, the earlier question about uh, Dexter Jackson Classic. He actually came up with the song that I posed to, The Renegade Jew, which was horrible. Oh, thank you for that, Joey. <laughs> um, I like The Renegade Jew. Yeah, I know. A lot of people thought it was very funny. Uh, in retrospect, not as funny. Uh, okay. Uh, Dijon, uh, Dijon Popovic wants to know, how do you guys deal with the anger, especially on a cycle? I'm fucking raging, sorry, Isaac, at the moment. Who is who said this? Dijon Popovic. I don't know. You know, here's my thing, guys. When I don't even like when people make comments like that because then it makes the rest of us look bad. When you go on any kind of hormone, uh, any kind of androgenic-based hormone, this is what happens. Your personality gets magnified. So if you're a really, like, horny guy... You're going to be super, super horny. If you are a loud and crazy guy, you'll probably be a little bit more loud and crazy. And if you have a bad temper, your bad temper is going to be even worse. Now, you remove these things. You still have a bad temper, just not quite as bad. You can't say it's because I'm taking this that I'm acting like this. Psychologically, you should be aware of that and be able to control it. There's there's nothing that you're putting in your body that makes you... uh, you know, have to be mad or angry for any reason. It's the way that you're reacting to the situations. I totally agree. I have never taken anything and been like, bro, I'm so mad because I'm taking this. I'm going to go and kill somebody now. The only thing I can remember is I took Halitessin for like 15 days um, when I got him in Mexico. Um, And uh, I was taking, I think, uh, 30 milligrams of Halitessin. And um, I didn't feel matter necessarily, but uh, Darielle noticed. And actually, Dave Palumbo, they're like, why are you so angry, like, on were edge? You, were you dieting? Uh, I think so, but it wasn't It wasn't the diet. I, I think that the uh, halitessin made me more on edge. Not angry, but just on edge. It is extremely androgenic. Uh, right. I, I have been on halitessin where, you know, I'm in the gym and I'm two weeks out from a show and a guy takes the bench I'm using. And I'm like, dude, I was using that fucking bench where normally maybe I wouldn't say that. Um, but you're also uh, putting a lot of stress on your body, and you're tired, and there's a lot of other things that are going on as well. And I think if you took halitestin uh, in a regular situation, 
yeah, you're, you're going to have more androgenic side effects, but I don't think you're going to be as edgy, uh, I, I, you know, you know, given the situation. Um, we got a lot of questions left and not a lot of time because date night is about to start. So uh, let me look through the list. I'm going to go through these and find particularly good ones. I, I like a lot of these questions, so please ask them again in the future if you want them uh, asked. Let's pump these through. Ready? You're going to pump them up. Here we're going to pump them through them. Jody Do- Boba Danielle wants to know, which Star Wars character you would be and why Luke Skywalker? Um, <laughs> I would be uh, Chewbacca. Chewbacca? Okay. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I would definitely be uh, Darth Vader. I would be, um, what's the guy? Um, uh, jo- what's the hut? Uh, the hut. What's his name? Jabba the hut? Jabba the hut. I'd be Jabba the hut. I, I, I would be... Because uh, he Sam- grabs all the chicks and stuff. And he eats all day. It's awesome. I would be Samuel Jackson's character. Who's that? Oh, that's one of the other uh, Jedis. Yes. Um, if you could... This is TK Kimball. Wants to know, if you could speak any other language, which would it be? Very easy. Spanish. Spanish. It's the one that comes in handy the most. Of course. Um, uh, quickly. This, is, this could go on for a while. Waylon Martin wants to know PJ Braun's Viagra Protocol. I don't like Viagra. Uh, a couple things. I've only done it a couple times. Uh, both times it gave me horrible, horrible headaches. And actually, the first time I ever did it, it made my vision blue. Seriously. I thought I saw everything in a blue hue. And I freaked out and I Googled it. And that's actually a, 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 like a rare side effect that happens to some people. Um, now, if you want to talk about uh, you know, what's good, you know, penis medicine, I like Cialis the best. And I find it works better if you actually use it like 24 hours before. So if you are uh, planning on being with a woman on a Saturday night, you would either take it on Friday night or you would take it early in the day on Saturday. Um, but if you're a normal, like, young, healthy guy, the Seattle should work for a couple days. If you, if you do it a couple hours before, it'll work, but not, not the same way. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Um, Lou Hudson. Aaron, if you found Lee Priest... Half beaten to death on the side of the road, would you stop and be a good Samaritan? I guess that depends on how bad he was. If he was going to die, yeah, I would stop. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just leave him to die on the you, road. You, but... you would help him. I know you would. Yeah, probably. Probably. You probably, like, you know, you, you wouldn't, like, you know, leave the guy to die. No, you, I know why I would leave him. To you'd, die. you'd help him, you know, and you know, you'd probably be quiet about it, but I know that you'd help him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't help me, which is sad, but um, anyway. Uh, well, this is a tough question. We're not going to answer this one. You can think about it for next time. And Bjorn Sohavlum. Mm-hmm. Definitely not how you say his name. Let me try again for real this time. Bjorn Solom or something. Anyway. Yeah, there's a, the J's are pronounced like Y's. Yeah. Bjorn Solom. I feel and, like he probably likes um, like chocolates and, and, and uh, fancy cheeses. Yeah, I, would, I like fancy cheeses. Um What's the worst lie you've ever told somebody? Hmm. That's tough. I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer that today. I've had some horrible lies told to me. I don't know if I can remember uh, uh, good lies. I had a girl when I was uh, uh, very young, like uh, 19 years old, that was mad at me for, for blowing her off. And um, uh, I went to like a party without her. Uh, she told me that she was uh, that that she, that she was really really sad because I blew her off and that she was pregnant and I was fucking bugged out and uh, she let it go for like two days and I was like man my bodybuilding career like is over I'm gonna have to like go get another job and all this shit and like two days later she's like I'm really not pregnant I just wanted you to suffer 
for leaving me alone that night. And I was like, wow, you were fucking crazy. Sorry, Isaac. I'm like, time to, time to move on to a new girl now. That's, that's not an acceptable lie. Yeah, that's crazy. A lot of questions directed to me at this time. Uh, well, Angela get, Hudson. What? Get a couple of them out. Angela wanted to... to uh, well, some of them are about birth stuff. Angela wanted to know how you'd feel about Darielle giving birth at home, like a water birth. Could you handle it or you think it's too weird? I don't do. I don't believe in doing anything that the doctor doesn't say to do. So mm-hmm. I do exactly what the doctor says to do because I don't believe that I know any better than the doctor. So that's my policy. Like if they say you need to give them the baby these injections for uh, immunizations, I say, okay. That's what the doctor says to do. I'm not going to question these doctors and think that I know more about them and uh, any, anything like that. So they suggest you do, you do it in a hospital, and that's what we're going to do. Um, let's see. Uh, this is interesting. I want to read this. Alexander Duncan, he's the guy who last time said, "No, a shout out to my dirty whore girlfriend, remember? Yes, yes. He goes, okay. This is an explanation. Listen back many shows ago, I was shouting out my girlfriend every show. Then a month ago, we broke up. Bad breakup. I was doing fine, no contact, feeling pretty good about myself. To last week when she contacts me out of the blue and told me how much she missed me, wanted me back, loved me. She also said that she'd been listening to IER religiously and that she hoped I would profess my undying love to her via a shout out. Anyway, I found out that she had been on a few dates with, with my sworn enemy, just to spite me because I was doing good and hadn't contacted her. So immaturely, I called her a dirty whore on my last shout out last week, knowing that she was listening, which she was laughed out loud. (laughs) Good story. (laughs) Creative listeners. I like Uh, how can they tell? I would like to know uh, how old they are just for my own personal reasons. Let's see if I can take a look at uh, Alexander Duncan looks, uh, he looks pretty young. I don't know. Uh, he doesn't say his age. He looks younger, definitely younger than us. Yeah, I mean, if you're young, that's like the, something that a young person would do. I now, guess if you're 24, are, 25. If you are our age or older, and this is something that happened, I actually want to salute you uh, for being that awesome and hilarious. Uh, if you're young, young people will do crazy shit like that all the time. That would have been funny if he was like my dad's age. Yeah, <laughs> like 34. <laughs> he was like 62. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, um, PJ, what are your expectations about Florida? What are my expectations? That's ben, uh, Benjamin Grajada. Oh, let, me, let me do this one as fast as possible. What am I expecting? Well, uh, I'm expecting um, less traffic, uh, better friends, better people. Uh, uh, um, what's the word, the word I'm looking to? I guess efficiency uh, of a lifestyle, a more efficient lifestyle than having to drive all over the place and being traffic. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, making me with you. Uh, and and uh, we have uh, lots of uh, business ideas that we're going to be able to do now that I'll be in Florida. Yep. And uh, to be honest with you, I think I'm looking for like a lot less stress because people say that Southern California is like a really like stress-free lifestyle. But uh, to be honest with you, I think I've lost a couple of years from my life out here without being dramatic. I, I think that I have actually been so fucking stressed out. Sorry, Isaac, since I've been out here and just really just in a, in a, just in a rough place in life that I'm really looking forward to getting to Florida and just taking a, a, a sigh, you know, and just, just, just exhaling a little bit. Um, all right. Uh, next question. Uh, Jess McCutcheon, PJ, it seems to me that Aaron really admires and looks up to Ben Bukowski. He always finds a way to mention him. 
and he constantly <laughs> does so on Heavy Muscle Radio and Iron Empire Radio. Why do you think Aaron does this? I don't think that you look up to Ben Bukowski at all. I think that Ben Bukowski is a giant guy, and he's really, 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 really strong. Uh, and that when you're around somebody like that, doing what we do, you're going to talk about it. Uh, if you have a radio show about bodybuilders, uh, I wouldn't really look into it any any farther than that. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, I definitely don't. I mean, he's a nice guy and all that, but I don't look up to him for any reason. I mean, I if I were a competitive bodybuilder hoping to be, you know, at the top of the sport one day, I could see that. If but um, that's not me and Ben do very different things. Um, okay. Uh, Rob Mance wants to know. Please define PJ Braun life ruiner. <laughs> Who's answering this? You or me? You're gonna answer it? No, you're gonna answer it. Do you you don't want to answer it at all? No, go ahead. Um basically uh man. How can I say this without like making like my own girlfriend and any other girl upset? Um I am so good at having sex. Uh that when I have a sex with a woman, typically they fall in love with me afterwards and uh I've only been in love a couple times and I've usually never wanted anything to do with them afterwards and, and they've gotten like upset and crazy and distraught and you know I ruined their life you know like so I made it a joke uh, and I hope everybody knows I'm like answering this like in a very tongue in cheek manner I actually don't think <laughs> like that um, but uh, I used to make it a joke like because it used to happen all the time with girls be like but I love you so much I'm like you don't love me we had sex one time you don't even know who I am how can you love me uh, and I've had girls be like, you're, you're, you're breaking my heart so bad, blah, blah. And I had like one girl that said that I, I ruined her life and it kind of stuck with me. But, like when I was going to go out and have sex with a girl, like I was going to go out and ruin her life. So that's where it came from. Um, let's just do one more question. I know we're skipping a lot and I apologize, but like I said, this is date night and I'm trying to get, trying have, to get, what? You got date night going on, man. I, know, I got date night. We're going to see a movie. Pretty soon, pretty soon, date night. You know what? You better get these date nights in now because good, pretty good soon point. you're not going to be able to do anything without a babysitter, without planning in advance. Mm. You're having lots of date nights right now. No, the date nights are going to be me and you is what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacey Mitchell Gray wants to know, Aaron PJ's impressions of Steve Blackman. Is he really obsessed with striated glutes? And do you seeing him lurking around pro shows offering 12-hour contracts? <laughs> I've never, like, witnessed anything like that. Um, I think that Steve Blackman has made a, a humongous mistake by not putting me uh, in his <laughs> <laughs> I would have to agree. I'm sure he's signed plenty less um, less potential, or less, put it this way, I don't want to say less potential. He's signed less uh, qualified guys to represent his brand, that's for sure. Yes. Um, my impression is I actually talked to Steve... Uh, I don't know, I don't want to say a long time, maybe 15 minutes or something, at the USA's. I think Steve is a huge fan of bodybuilding. I don't know about the striated glutes and stuff. I don't know him like Dave Palumbo and John Romano does, but I would take anything that John Romano says with a, a, a grain, a, a whole sea of salt. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, that's a bitter guy. So anything he says about somebody when you're that um, upset with them. In other words, say, um, you know, me and a... Uh, ex-girlfriend broke up and I hated this bitch and I felt like she really fucked me I would uh, I might say things about my ex-girlfriend that may not be true because that's yeah. how I feel about her you know what I mean and I feel like that's John Romano with Steve Blackman in a nutshell yes I agree uh, I, I actually uh, at the Olympia one year um, I think that uh, everybody had had a, 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 some drinks and I wound up having a very long uh, conversation with Steve Blackman uh, about Dave and 
John and everybody. And, um, you know, he had nothing bad to say. Um, and we spoke for a long time. And uh, he's an intelligent guy. He's a good businessman. He gave me some good advice. Uh, and um, I don't know if there's really any more to say other than that. Yeah. Um, I, all you can say is that the, he's obviously doing okay um, with his business because at this point he is the uh, the last, you know, standing really uh, or living guy running his own magazine uh, from the front. I, I, I could say something that, you know, could be potentially uh, damaging, I suppose, for my any possible future uh, with muscular development. But I, I think that at this point, why not say it? Um, I feel the impression that I've gotten uh, from my, my, my time uh, in this business is that Steve Blackman uh, loves bodybuilding. Uh, he had a lot of money uh, that he has put into bodybuilding. And I feel that Steve Blackman, um, he perhaps doesn't have the greatest understanding of 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 like what a really true great bodybuilder is um i think that it's uh really more of like who his uh advisors are uh at the time and who's putting things in his head at the time so uh you know during the dave palumbo Armano era i'm sure that was very influential to him and who he signed to the magazines and things like that and uh with the people that he has advising him now uh, I believe that is very influential to the people that he has, uh, you know, being put in the magazines and stuff like that. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely you know, agree with that. If you think the, the president doesn't truly run the company, he has a, the, the country, he has lots of advisors. Um, and, you know, he's the guy that takes the, the fall. You know, everybody wants to, you know, put all the, the fingers at the president, but there's a lot of advisors that are, that are giving it advice on anything. And it's the same same scenario with uh, Steve Bluckman and, and his magazine bodybuilding. There you go. And that's all we have to say about that. That's the questions for the day. And that is Iron Empire Radio for the week. PJ, uh, next next time we record the show, you will be here in Boca Raton, Florida. We'll be doing it on video. Um, and it's going to be, uh, we're going to try to make it something uh, a little special. And uh, maybe uh, we'll do another vodka drinking session to uh, celebrate. That would be a good idea. I have had to pee for this is not a makeup number. Forty-four minutes now. Uh, I'm holding uh, the head of my penis to make sure that nothing actually trickles out, and uh, I, it is that intense that I've actually had to actually physically hold it. Well, congratulations for holding it this long, and your wait is finally over. Mm-hmm. Talk to you. Uh, I'll probably talk to you soon, but uh, next week, next uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Bye, PJ. Have a fantastic day, night. Okay, thank you.